Hello, and welcome to another episode of this Duttering Springboard. My name is Jack Nolan, and I'm pleased to introduce this deep, emotional, educational, and loving podcast between Ryan Nolan and... Eliza and a- Andrew S- S- Snedeker. Eliza sh- shares her ex- 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 experiences in parenting her-, her son Andrew over the years. Sh- she shares challenges and victories and the importance of inspiring her, her-, her son to be brave, as well as what sh- she-, she should do differently. Andrew talks about his mom's love and support and how he changed from a, 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 a person being defined by his stutter to a person who who, cher- who cherishes authentic communication. Brian reflects on his own childhood and how he wishes stuttering wasn't such a, a taboo subject. Take a listen and enjoy this important exchange. Hello, welcome to the Stuttering Springboard. My name is Brian Nolan, the founder of Nolan Stuttering Foundation. Um, we This podcast is put on to help young people spring to the next level uh, in life and educate the population about what it means to be a person who stutters. And uh, today I've got... Um, I have a very, very interesting podcast because it's one I've wanted to do, but not not had maybe the bravery to do it. Um, I I have Andrew Snedeker, who is a previous guest and a and a terrific member of the Stuttering Foundation, and and his mom Liza. Uh, I have them both on this podcast, and uh, if you know Andrew, he was uh, the original member of the Wolfpack um, that we started a couple of years ago and has been my bravest soul uh, that I look to, to set an example for young people who stutter uh, by taking risks and putting yourself out there. And his mom, Liza, uh, who I understand is very close with. Um, and I'm going to ask questions today um, that I don't know whether or not Liza and Andrew have talked about these answers. Uh, so Liza, Andrew, welcome to the Stuttering Podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's, thank you. I'm happy to be back again. So, um, you know, the reason why I said it took, took me a while to do this is because I, I wish that I had this conversation uh, with my mom or dad and, and, a po- and a podcast or some venue to be able to um, just fully exchange uh, the feelings and um, uh, desires and um, uh, relationships that that uh, maybe have been impeded or um, changed because I stutter. Uh, so uh, I'll start, Liza, with you. Um, tell us a little bit about your family and um, maybe your approach to parenting. I'm a mother of three. I have Andrew. He's my oldest. He's 24. 
my daughter Maria is 22, and then I have my youngest, who's Alec, and that's he's 19. He's going to be 20 uh, next month. Uh, Andrew, mm -hmm. Yes, Andrew's the only one that stutters. Well, he, Andrew started stuttering when he was seven years old. Uh, his oldest, I mean, his little brother started stuttering. I noticed it in middle school, which is really mm -hmm. unusual. Um, my mom uh, has a brother. My mother is a, uh, she has three siblings. Uh, there's two boys and two girls. The oldest um, brother stutters. And when I questioned him about why was he speaking that way, he would say that um, he swallowed a chicken bone. So I was ah. five years old at the time, and I believed that for a very long time. Ah. So, um, but of course that didn't happen, but we never spoke about it again. So then uh, once I had Andrew, he started to stutter. And then I found out that my mom's uh, side of the family, all the uncles stuttered. My sister has a, a son. She, she has four, four children. The youngest one stutters. My brother um, is married to his wife whose father stutters and her brother also stutters, but their kids do not. They will have a higher chance actually because they're stuttering in both sides of the families and um, they do not stutter. Interesting. And boy, but you, so you've been around stuttering for a long oh, yes. time. Yes. Yeah. When, yeah. when did you first notice Andrew stuttering? He was in first grade, which is unusual because he went through kindergarten. He was very fluent. And then he started right before first grade. And I thought that yeah. maybe he was nervous about starting a new school. So um, he, I took him to speech therapy. Actually, my sister was the one who noticed it because she had four kids by the time I had him. And she said that uh, she noticed that he stuttered. And I, I really did not. I thought he was just, um, just a typical little boy that was trying to find his yeah. words. So I took him to a speech therapist and he said that um, he was just looking for attention, that there was nothing, nothing to fix, just a, an attention getter. And I didn't believe that because if you knew Andrew, that's the, the He's he not doesn't want attention. attention or oh God, no, not at all. No, but I let it go hoping that maybe it was just in my head. But uh, I saw that the stuttering got more prominent. Um, so I switched to another, um, another speech therapist who she said she specialized in stuttering, but mm. it was the same thing that you hear about the, the breathing. Yeah. Um, what else did they say, Andrew? Like a lot of, rep oh, uh, re what was it? Um, repeat the words. Or yeah, there was um, basically the entire purpose of that speech therapy early on was to use techniques yeah. to be fluent all the time. Right. It, at least that's how it felt with the emphasis. Like we would read, read aloud paragraphs and they'd count my stutters, mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until later, later on when I, went to Josh, shout out Joe, Yeah. <laughs> um, where I started to, um, to uh, realize that fluency wasn't everything. And then I could basically be happy without being f fluent all the time and live as a person who 
daughters live life to the fullest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the, the other way, the first way you mentioned um, is when you stutter and, and you didn't use a tool right or something, you feel bad about yourself. And that's no way to go through life. And and so tools are great, like but a lot of tool, tools are just something you use at different times. But um, the, the objective of the game is to be happy, to be fulfilled, to be the best version of, of yourself. Liza, did you... Um, do you think you parented your two boys different than your daughter because they stuttered? Um, I more so Andrew. I I did. Um, I you know I felt some a little bit of guilt because um, it wasn't my side of the family, so there was this you know sense of guilt there. Um, I felt you know responsible for him. I wanted to make him happy. He was always he has so much anxiety. And I just wanted to pull him out. So I did everything possible. Everything that I did, I have to tell you, was in the wrong direction. Um, oh my gosh, I, I took him a psychologist, psychiatrist, biofeedback. Um, you know, he was a medication for, um, there was a medication that came out for stuttering mm -hmm. and it was supposed to reduce the speech, um, I think 30%. So the, um, the psychiatrist told them that he will gain a hundred pounds being on this pill. And Andrew still says, I will try it. He was older. He was, um, I think he was like 19. Yeah, that I sounds to Give it a shot. And one time I was in the kitchen and I hear this noise in the dining room. And I went to look and he'd actually had a seizure from oh, this medication. And honestly, medication is something that even when they were little, if they had, I never gave him Tylenol or you know, we put ice, whatever they needed. I never gave him medicine. And for me to be that desperate to do that, uh, mm. I think I was almost out of my mind. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Andrew, how much did, did you share with your mom about about your stutter when you were younger? Or was it an open discussion or was it like not really talked about much? Um, well, I actually don't remember much like stuttering having a big impact on my life when I was young young but definitely the memories the the memories start to pop up around high school um where it really like became became a big issue for me and my selfish Theme and just how I mm. viewed myself like there was really um I, 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 I was really inconsolable that that stuttering defined me as that my disfluencies defined me as a person um mm. which just isn't true um, so I definitely made it, took it personal and made it personal. And I kept a lot, probably kept a, a lot inside. But there were times that, that I remember like it, it basically breaking down and like 
really um, tears and my mom was always there. Um, mm. And that's that, that like, she knew I was, um, knew I was struggling and wanted to help me, but no one really knows how, knew or knows how to um, deal with stuttering um, because everybody is so different. Mm. I, I, I was avoiding speaking at any where whenever possible because i was afraid of stuttering yeah i like being being outed as a stutter it's like this huge thing that happens every day for us yet it never gets easier no we, we we spend every day trying to not get found out who we really are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bizarre. Exactly. And you're all you know. wonderful too. That's the thing. You're, you're the, I mean, I met so many people that started on out on the, you know, even in Virginia, we went to the group and we go to speech therapy and they are the nicest and smartest people and they have a lot to say. But we're going to get, we're going to get these gangs together again, Liza. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> we have some workshops and we're working on uh, three workshops a year now, Joe and I. Okay. Uh, so some more to come there. Andrew, I, I need to go back to what something you said that intrigued me. You said um, stuttering defined you and it no longer defined you. What defines you now, Andrew? Um. Wow, what a question. Yeah, I mean, I, I called um, an audible here. I, we didn't prepare this yeah. question, but I, I'm looking at you and I'm so intrigued because I've, I've, I've actually had the, the pleasure of watching you transform <laughs> over the last <laughs> yeah, three years. Yeah. I have watched your smile uh, happen that, that you're doing now. I mean, and it's beautiful. I can answer that question or some of it anyway. So he's a, he's an executive thinker. Um, he's very intuitive. He's articulate. Um, he's the person that I go to when I, when I need an opinion or advice about anything, I go to Andrew. Uh, if I need a hug, he's there. I don't have to tell him that I need one. He's just, he just has this notion of knowing uh, that I need a hug without asking. Uh, he has all the qualities that brings peace. He has connection, kindness, compassion, loyalty, empathy. Um, he's someone who's there for you and who doesn't judge. Wow. He's just a wonderful, <laughs> really. Well, with all of that, uh, I guess I'll just say that my goal really now is just to uh, be be as authentic as I can, right. say the things I want to say, and not let fear of stuttering hold me back. Yeah, there will be other reasons to. Like, for example, I have a big um, presentation coming up on Friday at work um, that I'm, and I'm gonna, so the difference between 
then and now is that now I, so I used to be just be, be afraid of stuttering and be so emotionally hung up on that I'm gonna stutter and embarrass myself. Now I know I'm gonna stutter. I'm not afraid of it. I know that I'm going to. Mm. And I'm gonna, and I'm worried about what I'm gonna say and whether people are gonna pick up what I'm putting down. That's yeah. mm -hmm. more my shift in concern. Yeah, you know, you said uh, a year or two ago on a meeting that that we had that uh, you know a lot of people who don't stutter, who don't communicate well and you do stutter and you communicate well so you don't waste words you you you're authentic and um that's pretty awesome liza if if um you could go back would you do anything differently in helping andrew work through his stutter or, or really work to his feelings about his stutter as well uh i would encourage andrew to push through the fear just like he just said just push through the fear. Um, uh, I know now that speaking in public is the best way to conquer the fear of, of speaking. Um, it would be, be hard in the beginning, uh, but all it takes is just a practice. Doing something out of your comfort zone is never easy, um, but it's always worth it. And I think everyone is capable of doing that. Did, did you cover for him a lot, whether it was ordering food or, or I did. Uh, doctor's yes. office and names, various oh, things? Yes, I, I did it um, for more years than I should have. Uh, when I when we went to restaurants, I ordered for the entire table, not just you know for him and I, but I ordered for the entire table. Was that to make him not feel feel mm, singled out? Yeah, to feel, yes. Interesting. And I should, yeah, I do regret that. I should have just um, let him order and take his time. Were you were you prepared though for the um, uneasiness of watching him go through the that process? No, that's the thing. That's no, the thing. Um, it's very very painful to, for you know to see your child struggle with anything. So I you know I thought it was making it easier, but looking back now, no, mm. because it just delayed who he. I mean, I love who he is today, but he could have been this person years ago. You know, I, I mentioned this in the last podcast, but it's worth again. Um, I, as I said, my son Jack read at at, at my daughter's wedding, mm -hmm. and um, if it was a couple years ago, I I would have like an incredibly difficult time sitting through. And mm -hmm. I, but my feeling about this was I was so proud of his courage, so yes. proud, and and he said to me that, um, well, I know I'm going to stutter, so. Why am I going to worry about it? Right. Uh, and so now I'm going to focus on getting get the message out, communicating. So it really elevated me in mm -hmm. terms of my my ability to, you know, we we project pain, right? We, it it's right. it's there, and it and it it doesn't need to be. Is um, Jack your oldest child, or is he the youngest? The youngest of three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have um, a girl, and then. And then two boys. And okay. um, Andrew, I don't think you've met Colin. Um, Colin stutters. Uh, uh, he just hasn't gotten involved in this, and it, it's hasn't impacted his life in in the same way. 
as it's as it's impacted Jack's. Um, but obviously, Jack is now making an impact on many many other people by his help with our our foundation and the podcast. Um, so, did you? What are your thoughts, Andrew, on having more conversations? How much conversations younger people who stutter should have? With their family and uh liza I, I would ask you the same in terms of what you've learned about these conversations and because so much of stuttering becomes mental and barriers and fears and things um and that you would no longer order for him or or right. uh try and protect him but what what should or what would those conversations sound like if you can go back and do it again uh yeah um so I, I think that uh, the family um, should strive to um, to create an environment where where everybody is comfortable talking about stuttering. Um, the like. Um, I, I think that it, it, it can become a taboo to talk about it, but that's only if if you're the you're hiding stuttering or you're trying to hide it. I think that bringing it out into the open and allowing uh the the stutterer to uh be themselves mm. is really key and then um i i think that the, from the perspective of the the person who stutters i think that they should try and be clear about their fluency goals mm. so what i mean is sometimes parents and others can can will will make assumptions about what success looks like with uh Stuttering, they it's only natural maybe to assume that flu that perfect fluency is the goal. I, 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 I think that uh, we have to be careful to not put unnecessary pressure on each other by by judging success based on mm. fluency, which is easy, which is easier if you just open up a conversation um, saying that, like, look, I, I, I just want to talk more and get, get out there more. And then um, that's, and then everyone can rally behind you and 
supports you in that goal? We have to understand too that it's not, stuttering is not a choice, uh, but we do have options. Um, once you heal your thoughts about stuttering, you will feel more empowered uh, and become anything you really want to, whatever you want to be. Um, when you cheer your when you cheer for yourself, it will happen faster and easier than you thought possible. Mm. But you have to, you know, nobody's going to do it for you. You have to really cheer mm. for yourself and sometimes have your own back. Well, when you go back, mm-hmm. when you go back in time, whether it's when Andrew was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. ninth grade, tenth grade, did you see talents in him and other areas that you think that he did not get involved in? Uh, and, because he stuttered and because he stuttered yeah. to find him. Oh, yes. That, yeah. Well, he was really, I'll give you an example. He was great in Spanish. He was really good at every, um, really every subject. But uh, in Spanish class, um, I remember he was, he came home one day, he said that the, the, um, the Spanish teacher was making the students translate a word from Spanish to English. Mm. And whoever said it said it first, they had to call it out. We'll get no homework that day. I can't remember oh, what great. the prize That's was. Great, that's all we but, need, right, yeah. Andrew? Yeah, it was no homework. So, yeah. So naturally, I took it pretty seriously, <laughs> but I was at an unfair advantage. Yes. No. Yeah. No fair. He knew the answer right away, but he couldn't call it out because you know. That makes it even more tense. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, pressure just like automatically turns the the block the blocking up to mm. ten. It's oh, totally, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. Now, so did 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 you two talk about stuttering when you were a little bit younger? as much as you thought you should have, if you could go I, back now? Well, I wanted to, but Andrew was very shut down. Um, he did not bring, he was so uncomfortable with just feeling it all over again when he, I guess if he talked about it, he felt it even more. So he just wanted to just not talk about it at all. But mm. I could see that this this thing was completely taken over his life. He uh. thought about it 24 seven. As a matter of fact, on the last, uh, podcast that he did with you he said that his anxiety level wasn't an, an eight it was definitely a solid 10 there's mm. a 10 plus yeah i mean i can agree i mean i agree with everything i think that i, I made it but a personal battle that uh was my own to deal with for too long uh, it, and I thought that no one like could accept me uh, with dis with um, that that somehow I was less uh, worthy as a person because I stuttered. So, um, but. Uh, yeah, so getting, I didn't talk, I didn't want to talk about stuttering for the majority of my life. I'm probably 
22 out of 24 years. Just no, like hands off. Like, let me just um, trying to hide from it. And then when I couldn't like just, when I couldn't hide, just like ramming, just like disassociating and ramming through. And when, and when you start talking about it, you, you feel like the elephant gets off your back. Yeah. It, um, I mean, I, this is, this is, um, it, it's counterintuitive because our intuition, our, our motivation is to hide it and not talk about it, but it's a very thing that is, that is making us more fearful and that, that we're going to get, get found out. Liza, did you, um, when did you notice, uh, a, transformation um in andrew in terms of when he really addressed this issue personally and started to see um the world through a different lens not necessarily his stuttering lens when he saw joe donahar yeah yeah he said that as soon as he got out of the room he said oh my gosh he's the only one that gets it Yep. That's exactly what he said. He actually gets it. And, and you know, he never, Dr. Donahue never stuttered. And for him to to be so, so good at what he does, just from listening and it's just, just amazing what, he, yeah, what he's I mean, done. Everybody, for, for you know, we, we mentioned yeah. Joe, we mentioned Joe a, a lot. Um, and I, I don't know how often we call him a hero for us, but but he is. He's uh, Dr. Joe Donaher at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, yeah. and um, he understands uh, the behavioral aspects of stuttering, and and uh, the, the the iceberg and what's all below the iceberg and the feelings that really are, are what we're trying to address here. So, um, yeah, he's he's just uh, such a a mentor to us all. But so are you because you look at your doing until you're you bring an awareness. You're very courageous to do this. You're um, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, I'm sure of it. It brings your feelings up too. Um and um I don't know, I just think you're a hero too. Well, I I I appreciate that. You know, hearing um Andrew talk almost made me tearful uh, yeah. with, with his change in um his his perspective and in, mm -hmm. in his mind. Um so uh, that's why we do this. Uh, yeah. What do you want to share, Liza, with other parents about um, uh, parenting a um, uh, courageous boy who stutters? I don't believe in tough love. I think it doesn't motivate you. I think it does the exact opposite. If you have shame, it will throw you under the gutter. You know? So um, mm. encourage them. Be, just be very supportive encourage them to talk, just to be themselves, to follow their dreams. They can do whatever they want to do, any profession. People will say to me, oh, Andrew should be a writer because he's so good with words. You know, he's very articulate. So, but that's not, he, that's, he does not want to do that. That I, you know, but that's how people will just assume that he can't do anything else. Or somebody mm -hmm. said a plumber, we need plumbers. He doesn't want to do plumbing. So, um, you know, he still hasn't found exactly what he wants to do, but he can do whatever, anybody can do whatever um, they want to do. The stuttering should not prevent anybody from following their dreams. That That is a great, great answer. Because uh, I mean, that, that, 
that's my biggest fear with people who stutter mm-hmm. is it they they put they put these self-limiting beliefs on, on what they're capable of and and mm-hmm. doing and i mean if you heard kevin nolan last week in the podcast he never never imagined that he would be where he was now it's because we all put these ceilings on what we think we're capable of doing and we have to blow those up you know on a separate meeting, Andrew, I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with you about career. I, I do a lot of sort of um, coaching around uh, careers, and I, I would love to talk to you about what that is. Let's have lunch sometime. That's my commitment. Yeah, that that that's a plan. What, Sounds good. What do you What do you want to tell parents about the best methods to parent their child who stutters? Yeah. Um, this, so I'm lucky I had a great parents who helped me out. Um, I, I think that uh, above all, um, to treat people who stutter like like anybody else, the same the same respect and just, um, to uh, engage with them, ask questions, uh, encourage them to pursue what they care about, and re- really just become well-rounded people. Um, and uh, just to emphasize that stuttering is really just one part of our personality and it's it doesn't even need to be a big one at that so just um don't forget that they're they're a person beyond i'm going to ask you a tough question now and we didn't prepare for this either (laughs) um andrew do you think do you think stuttering is still holding you back from a from following your dreams in any area because because you think you that it's stuttering uh no um no i don't no i think that there are there are there are other things that that might hold me back here and Mm. there but like because i'm human um but I think that uh, stutter stuttering is really um, it was it is centrally it is part of who part of who I am, but it's not the whole picture. And I, I think at the end of the day, people who that are really just want to feel heard and appreciated uh, for the things they say um, without having their fluency under the, under the, the microscope. Um, yeah. Uh, I I have a challenge for you. Mm-hmm. My challenge is for you. Um, 
to make a list of the other things holding you back. Okay. Yeah. Just, just make a list a of what, what, cause you're right. You know, we talk about, we talk, talk about stuttering as, as a, as a disorder, but um, everybody has, has something. And so what, what I think your strength is, is your, your ability to put stuttering in perspective now in your life. And now we mm-hmm. could look at the other things holding you back and put those in perspective because your mom read off some words about you that were unbelievable. And uh, I, I think um, we need to uh, package those and use those as adrenaline to, to rocket ship you. Yeah, even now when he calls me mom, I have to do a double take because I'm just so honored that he's talking to me. <laughs> and I really, uh, I tell him that all the time. I really mean that. Yeah, uh, he's just a wonderful kid. That's totally. I, I, yeah, I think, I think I'm just um, giving, like, not being so hard on myself for mm. for stuttering in particular and then that that i never really thought about what else might be going on because mm. stuttering is was like really in my face and mm. is so involved everywhere and i think that it is a part of who i am and like some of the habits that i've made um, but the the future is just like um, j- becoming the best person that I possibly can be. You know, what I um, like to do is think about my ability to control how I think about about stuttering has given me the ability to control how I think about anything. Hmm. And it, it, you learn um, that your your life to become intentional is about how you perceive. It's the attitude. It's the it's the approach. It's how you take anything. And um, you've heard me say this before: going from defense to to offense, going from the balls of you, going from the heels of your feet to the balls of your feet, and attacking what you want um, by by first attacking what's what's holding you back and looking at it objectively and separately um not 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 sort of sort of owning you um well i i um i'm sure it's dinner hour there and uh hey liza that was terrific andrew i'm I, you too i'm so appreciated appreciate you letting me into your lives and i i can tell you there are so many parents out there that need this conversation so many um so many moms who have feelings of sadness about their kids who who stutter so many kids who are avoiding the conversation who need to talk about it and we need to focus on what was left in not left out right and as you as you said earlier there's so much left in this young man um so anything else any final words you want to say to to the listeners uh, well, for me, it's if you face your fear head on uh, and, you know, you, you address it with action, you will build confidence. And the more you practice, the more confident you'll become. So just get out there and do whatever you want to do. Right? Andrew, any final words? Um, yeah, uh, I think that um, I'm 
real finding that um I, I, I think I, uh, I, I I used to think that fluency would make me happy. Like if only I was fluent, then I would be happy. And I'm not fluent by any means, and probably never will be. But I think that um, that. Uh, there's just, um, I, 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 I've found fulfillment in being true to myself and saying the things I want to say and not letting it hold me back. That is, that is really, really good stuff. Um, you know, I'll, I'll end the podcast, which is how I've ended the last few continue to be bold, continue to be brave, and setting an example for uh, us all. Liza, Andrew, thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you, Thanks, you guys. Brian. You bet. Thank you very much. Nolan Stuttering Foundations, or NSF's primary purpose is to bring young people who stutter together and help them become the best versions of themselves. We do this through programming design to help them share and navigate the unique communication and psychological challenge they experience. NSF helps prepare young people to take the next step in their lives, whether it's high school, college, or, or, or your, your career. For ideas and, and contributions to the podcast, contact us at info at nolansf.org.